With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. P-S-N-Y. Alright, what up? How we doing? Welcome back. Episode 55 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Thursday night. Thank you so much for tuning in. A lot to talk about today. Got a couple different things, a uh, couple different news-related topics of news in and around the New York Giants organization that we'll discuss as well as our weekly preview of the upcoming Giants game this time around the Week 13 matchup between the Giants and the Seattle Seahawks out in Seattle. Do not know if the Giants will have Daniel Jones, uh, who is rehabbing from a hamstring strain suffered this past Sunday. It's not looking fantastic, but it's also not looking horrible. He's making progress, but there's no significant sign that he is going to play. But we'll discuss that later on. Uh, We'll start with uh, an update on the man himself. An update on the quarterback. So, obviously, as I just said, and as we all know, Daniel Jones uh, injured his hamstring in the win over Cincinnati this past Sunday. We weren't sure initially if it was serious, or obviously all injuries you know, should be considered serious, but we didn't know if it was going to be you know, an end-of-the-season type of uh, injury or anything like that. Per the initial test on Monday, we found out that he actually avoided a major hamstring injury. He does have a strain, which means he's likely to miss. This, he's likely to miss this Sunday's matchup against the Seahawks. It's not confirmed that he will miss, um, but it is likely that he will miss the game. Based off, you know, just in my opinion, and I bet you, in a lot of other people's opinion, just based off what we saw the last two days, he's making significant. Pro- he's making progress, but there is no significant sign that he is going to play. He's making progress. He's working on the side with trainers, but he has missed. He's not practiced the last two days. So, in my my guess is that Colt McCoy is going to get the start. Colt McCoy came in for Jones in the win over the Bengals. I believe he went six for ten, 31 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So, my guess is that based off of the fact that Jones hasn't practiced the last two days and that there's no notable sign that he will play, my guess is that Colt McCoy will get the start against Seattle. Um, unless he gets hurt too, which means the Giants would be absolutely and utterly screwed. But let's hope that doesn't happen. It's unclear as as far as Jones's timetable is concerned. Really, is very much unclear right now. But all I'm saying, it doesn't look pleasing for this Sunday. I can tell you that right now. Just doesn't look like you know, from my eyes, from my opinion, that he's not. Doesn't look like he's going to play Sunday. Uh, Giants are bringing in Alex Tanney as a backup. Tanney is obviously familiar with the organization, was here in 2018 and 2019, and then he was cut this past September. It was basically Eli's emergency backup in 2018. Uh, so the Giants are bringing him in, and I think the Giants, I saw Giants are also bringing in Joe Webb. I don't know if that's if, if it's confirmed that he's going to, that they're going to sign him. I got to check on that. But the Giants are bringing in Joe Webb. 
Uh, if he is signed, I'm not sure he's going to play at all or, you know, whether Jones is healthy or not. I think the Giants are just bringing in Webb because of this whole situation with the Denver Broncos. Uh, so obviously we saw Denver had no quarterback. They had to use their wide receiver on the practice squad as quarterback against the Saints. They had no quarterback because of the whole, you know, one guy tested positive for COVID and then all the quarterbacks were deemed high-risk close contacts and thus couldn't play. Uh, so I guess I think the Giants are trying to avoid a situation like that. Basically have a quarterback like Joe Webb or even a Alex Tanney on call. Uh, so yeah, Giants bring in Tanny and Joe Webb. Uh, and yeah, looks like McCoy is going to get the start just based off of what I've seen, just based off, you know, the videos, the reports, the news, would we all see the fact that he didn't practice the last two days, that fact that Jones didn't practice the last two days, I think McCoy is going to get the start. That's just, um, that's just how it's going to be. And you know, it's this quarterback situation is now down to Colt McCoy versus Russell Wilson, which we'll talk about soon, but. You know, I think we can all guess that. I guess I think we can all take away that this defense is going to have to step up, and so is Wayne Gallman in order to take the pressure off of McCoy. I think that's uh, a given. So yeah, it looks like we're getting Colt McCoy this Sunday. At least right, at least as of right now, at least as of Thursday evening, things could change. Friday, Saturday, I know Jones is traveling with them to Seattle, so things could change. You never know. Maybe they, maybe Jones suits up but doesn't start. Who knows? All right, so. As of right now, it looks like Colt McCoy is going to get the start. Moving on, we have some news related to Kyler Fackrell, Giants starting edge rusher. Fackrell is now on injured reserve with a calf injury, a calf injury he sustained in the win over Cincinnati. Left the game early, and so now since he's on IR, he's now out for at least the next three games, which means he will not play against the Seahawks. Cardinals in Week 14 or the Browns in Week 15, and could potentially set out games past that. Remember, it's, it's just it's at least three games. Doesn't mean he's out, you know, three games and that's it. It's at least three games. So once those three games are up, the Giants will need to designate him to return to practice. And then if if he is if he feels ready to return to practice, and they feel he's ready to return to practice, and after that, they possess a 21-day window to officially activate him off of IR. But what does this injured reserve placement mean? means that the Giants are pretty uh, depleted at the edge rusher position. They got guys who can step up and get and will find additional playing time. Uh, but as far as you know, the starters are concerned from the beginning of the year, they're all pretty much gone. I mean, oh, as just you know, in regard to right now in the next couple weeks, the beginning of the year, the Giants started off with Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez, Fackrell, and Marcus Golden. Lorenzo Carter is out for the year. O'Shane Zimenez, same thing. Marcus Golden, traded to Arizona in October. Fackrell, now now on IR. So Giants with their you know, their top four edge rushers to start the year are now not going to be healthy. You know, Carter's done, Zimenez done, Golden out in Arizona, and Fackrell done for the next three games. So it's Giants gonna need to rely on it's a next man up mentality. Okay, that's how the Giants have to approach this. It is a next man up mentality. So Giants have Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, Trent Harris, Jabal Sheard, potentially Nico Laulos on the roster to get the job done. These guys are going to have to step up. I know Cam Brown missed uh, missed Thursday's practice with an illness. Let's hope he's okay. Let's hope he's healthy for Sunday. But Giants are going to have to rely on him. Uh, Trent Harris has notched a couple starts. Jabal Sheard had the game-winning, basically uh, game-winning force fumble of Brandon Allen against the Cincinnati Bengals. Nico Laulos had the pick. 
of Brandon Allen against the Bengals. Carter Coughlin hasn't really, you know, gotten much playing time this year, but we'll see. We'll see what he can do. He's athletic, as we all, you know, as I've mentioned before, he's extremely athletic. He was a two-time All Big Ten Second Team selection when he played at Minnesota in college. So, Giants, they they have guys. It's not like you know they don't have, you know, they're completely depleted. I they're they're. They, I, they are depleted when it comes to the starters, but as far as reserves, they have guys who can step up and they have guys who can fill the void or at least attempt to fill the void. So, um, yeah, and as far as the pass rush goes as a whole, there's other guys too. Giants could obviously use, you know, Logan and Jabril, Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers can rush the quarterback, Leonard Williams, Blake Martinez. They want to send, you know, Dexter Lawrence. I mean, at this point, it doesn't have to be edge rushers or defensive ends. Just send guys. Who do I care? Just send guys. As I've said before, it doesn't matter who you send, but rather how many guys you send. That's the main point. Okay, It doesn't matter. who. Just send five, six guys at Russell Wilson. Who cares who it is? Just get guys in his face. When quarterbacks have guys in their face and they're overwhelmed by the pass rush, they make mistakes. That's how it works. Okay? And it doesn't matter who what quarterback it is. Um, it doesn't matter who you send. Just send guys. So the Giants are really going to have to look to Cam Brown, Trent Harris to step up, uh, and we'll see. You know, Logan and Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers. We'll see how much uh, action they get in the pass rush. My guess was that you know Jabril Peppers will see a lot, see a lot of reps when it comes to comes to the pass rush. Excuse me, but yeah. So Kyler Frackrell not playing out for the next three games. It's a bummer. Uh, you know, Giants have Giants have had their fair share of injuries this year, as I just mentioned with the three edge rushers. Carter, Zimenez, Fackerel, you know, um, believe uh, Devontae Freeman's still on IR. Obviously, Saquon Barkley's out for the year. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard missed a couple games in the beginning of the year. So, it's Giants have had their fair share of injuries this year. Daniel Jones injured now. Um, it's it's yeah. So Giants have to attack this with a next man up mentality. That's just what hap- has to happen and. That's the attitude they need to implement moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, in a few days, Giants will travel out to the state of Washington to play the 8-3 and Seattle Seahawks, who are the number two seed in the NFC. Tough game. Probably the Giants' toughest game thus far in the year. And they, st- they still have Arizona and Baltimore. But this, this is probably the tough, tough, toughest game the Giants will have all year. Obviously, they played the Steelers, but it was in week one. They weren't 11-0 yet, and um, so it, I would say this is the toughest game on the Giants' schedule by far, especially when you take into consideration the fact that they have to go on the road, and most likely without their starting quarterback, Barkley out for the year, so it's, uh, you know, the edge rusher is gone, it's, it's, it's a tough game, but there are keys to victory, and a victory isn't unattainable. No victory is unattainable in the NFL. That's how it works. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. And this Sunday is any given Sunday. So there are keys to victory. On the offensive side of the ball, I think the Giants got to start out running the football. Okay, I know this Seahawks defense, the Seahawks run defense is uh, strong. Okay, I know their pass, their secondary is horrible. But their run defense is strong. But the Giants are using Colt McCoy at quarterback, most likely. Colt McCoy hasn't started a game since last year. He's going to be, you know, it's going to be, un- he may be uncomfortable at first, especially going out 
I know there's no 12th man uh, in Seattle because there's no fans due to COVID, but he hasn't started since last year. He's got to take some time. There's gonna He's going to need some time to get settled in to the situation and the scenario. Okay? Couple couple drives. You know, once the game starts, I bet you he'll be nervous. He'll get the butterflies, the jitters. A couple drives later, I think he'll be fine. So in those first couple drives, where McCoy's not exactly the most comfortable, run the ball. Okay? Take the pressure off of him. Wayne Gallman, Alfred Morris, get them going. I think they need to do that a good amount initially until McCoy gets comfortable with the certain setting that he is in. Okay, and uh, then when McCoy gets settled and McCoy gets comfortable, spread the field and throw the ball. As I've said, this Seattle secondary is horrendous. Okay, and they're on they're bit, the the secondary is pretty much en route to being historically horrendous. Okay. Offensive line for the Giants needs to step up. Giants need to put an extra blocker back in the backfield, maybe a running back or Elijah Penny, the fullback, or tight end, Levine Toilolo. Protect Colt McCoy. Give him time to throw so he can take advantage of this awful Seahawks secondary, which is letting up 328.8 passing yards per game. That's last in the NFL by over 37 average yards. Spread the field. Overwhelm the Seattle secondary. Protect Colt McCoy. But also still run the ball when you can. Alright? So. Run the ball initially. Get McCoy comfortable with the situation. And then let, you know, protect McCoy as best you can. Give him time to throw the ball. Hopefully this offensive line continues to improve, which it has. And then let McCoy take advantage of this putrid Seattle defense. Okay? While still running the ball when you can. You definitely want to get Gallman going. As we've seen, Gallman is talented. He deserves opportunities in this league. Just coming off a career. Had a career-high game. Career-high, thir- excuse me, career-high 94 rushing yards against the Bengals this past Sunday. He's talented. Get him going. But keep in mind, the Seattle defense is only allowing 89.3 rushing yards allowed per game. Rushing yards per game. That's third in the league. Okay? So you don't want to run the ball too much because it might not work. But... Definitely run the ball when you can early in the game. And then do everything you can to protect McCoy. Give him time to throw. And uh, let's hope he takes advantage of this Seattle secondary, which is horrendous. <laughs> As I've said multiple times already. On the defensive side of the ball, the secondary for the Giants needs to step up against this passing attack. That includes DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and the legendary Russell Wilson. Okay, James Bradbury, specifically is going to need to have his best game of the year and maybe career against DK Metcalf. Okay, that's a given. He'll need to step up, maybe a double team Metcalf when you can with Logan Ryan. Would say maybe Logan uh, excuse me, would say Jabril Peppers as well. But as I've mentioned before, I don't exactly love Peppers in coverage. I'd rather have him up near the line of scrimmage, adding to that pass rush, especially against a great quarterback such as Russell Wilson. So maybe a double team Metcalf with Logan Ryan and Bradbury. Um sir you know, Patrick Graham knows a lot more about the Seattle offense than I do, or any of us do. They've been studying it all week. So, um, but in my opinion, I think you got a double team Metcalf. He's too athletic. He's too fast. He's too big. Um, his, you know, the athleticism and the speed he has with his size just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, yeah, I think doubling him, double teaming him, wouldn't be the worst idea. 
So Bradbury is going to have to have his best game maybe ever against Metcalf. Isaac Adams is going to need to step up on the other side against Tyler Lockett. And the Giants are just going to need to disguise the looks in the secondary in order to defend Russell Wilson. Okay, Remember, Russell Wilson has been in this league for a while now. He succeeded in this in this league for a while now. He's continuing to succeed in this league. Okay, he's extremely intelligent. Once he figures your defense out, and he can do it quick, once he figures your defense out, he'll attack you. Okay, all game. Don't let if you're the Giants and if you're Patrick Graham and if you're these defensive players, don't let Russell Wilson figure your defensive schemes out. Disguise looks. Don't be consistent with what you throw at him, and confuse him in any way you can. And also bring the pressure. Don't matter who you send, but rather how many guys you send. As I said earlier, okay? Giants are depleted when it comes to their starting edge rushers: Kyler Frackle, Carter, Zimenez, Marcus Golden, all all not playing. Either out in Arizona or on IR. Okay? So Giants gonna have to use Cam Brown if he's healthy. Trent Harris, Jabal Sheard, potentially Carter Coughlin, uh, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, and company. They're all gonna need to step up. Doesn't need to be from the edge rusher spot that the pressure comes from. Okay? So you gotta pressure Russell Wilson. You give him time, he's gonna kill you all game. If you're consistent with what you throw at him and you don't disguise your looks, he'll if you don't disguise your looks in the secondaries and as an overall defensive unit, he'll figure you out and he'll attack you all game. Alright? So that's that's the key. You gotta disguise the looks, bring the pressure, but most importantly, James Bradbury has a huge task on his hands. Huge. And in a a situation such as this, I mean, think about it. Giants are in a division title race. They're on the road on the complete other side of the country. Bradbury's going up against DK Metcalf, who will have balls thrown to him by Russell Wilson, who's obviously arguably the best quarterback in the league, um, or one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And in a situation where this defense seriously needs to step up to take the pressure off of an offense led by Colt McCoy, taking all of what I just said into consideration, this may be Bradbury's largest task as a Giant and maybe of his career. Who knows? I mean, this is a huge task. Going up against DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson at this point in the season in a division title race, in a division title race as it's close as it is in the NFC East, where everybody is close and everyone's not great. Um, you know, in a game where your starting quarterback is, isn't likely to play, so you need to step up on defense in order to take the pressure off the offense and Colt McCoy. This is a huge task for James Bradbury. It's There's no question about it. This is his biz, biggest task as a giant. Okay? He's got to step up and get it done. So my prediction. Obviously, my reverse psychology has worked the last three weeks. So we're going to go with it again. And my 21-17 final score prediction, not in favor of the Giants, has worked three weeks in a row. So we're going to go with it again. Seattle 21, Giants 17. I'll say McCoy has one touchdown pass to, let's say, Sterling Shepard. And Wayne Gallman scores his seventh rushing touchdown in six games. So yeah, I say Seattle wins this one. Giants drop to 4-8. and eight. If the Giants lose, I don't know if it's going to make a difference in the NFC standings. All the NFC's teams play someone far better than them. Washington plays Pittsburgh. Dallas plays the Ravens. And the Eagles play the Packers. So I think all four of the NFC's teams could lose next week. And if that's the case, you know, nothing's going to change. So if there's a game that the Giants can lose, it's this one. 
Uh, my my guess is that overall the Giants are going to need to win six games to win this division, and I think they can get a win over Cleveland and then over Dallas to end the year. Um, they maybe 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 can get a win over Baltimore. Maybe same with Arizona. Definitely a big maybe. I think if there's a game they lose out of these final five games, it's Seattle. So, but that's you know that, that's fine because if every NFC East team is losing next week, no division's the same. The standings are the same, basically, this time next week. So it's it's fine. Still would like to get a win, but I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, a loss isn't going to be detrimental for the standings, or most likely won't be detrimental for the standings. But as I said, my prediction: <laughs> Seattle 21, Giants 17. Let's hope my my reverse psychology uh, works for the fourth consecutive week. Uh, but until this Sunday afternoon game. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 55 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to the Wide Right Podcast and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here. <laughs>